As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello gamers and welcome to the Budget Arcade, a free-to-play gaming podcast to help you navigate through the growing realm of free-to-play games. I'm Scott. I'm back. I mean Jeff. And I'm Cody. And welcome to our I'm third very confused episode. About what just happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, a little bit too. Jeff was going off script. I don't have a script. So, third episode, guys. We did it again. We're now a triple threat. I'm still here. I haven't got done. kicked off. It's an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie. I didn't think I was going to make it through the first episode. So, oh, Well, you know, at least, <laughs> yeah, at least me. you didn't have bad audio like me in the first episode. Th- thank you, Tom, for fixing all that. <laughs> Scott, that's because I'm the best. I wake up every morning. I pee excellence. No, you don't. I thought you pee sitting down. That too, but I still pee excellence. <laughs> you get some reading done that way. True. Carrying on. So, Scott, what what is this podcast all about? Free to play games. Duh. Wow, that was. This is our third episode, right? Because it's sounding like our first. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we doing? I forgot. Where I'll take it from here. Around? We talk about games that are free to play. Excellent. And today we're talking about. Uh, hey, 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 whoa, 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 whoa! That's my part. Today we are talking. We are going to be discussing Path of Exile, developed by Grinding Gear Games, and it's published by Grinding Gear Games. Also, Tencent and Garena. Uh, it is available on PC, Xbox One, and soon to be PlayStation Four. They say it's going to be released this month, uh, but that is yet to be seen. That is uh, March of 2019. That's the month we're in. Yes. I'm in a different month, but that's okay. <laughs> You're weird. Anyway. I'm from the future. Uh, it is a action role-playing hack and slash game. And, uh, yeah, so uh, let's start off by talking about the gameplay. Okay. So the first question is, it, well, not question, but if you've played Diablo, you kind of know what to expect here. It's it's Diablo, but it has a lot of different systems uh, so it is an action RPG. So you move around and uh, as opposed to being turn based, all your actions are real time. 
as well as uh, your enemies and everything else. Uh, and being an RPG, there's all this normal statue upgrade, strength, intelligence, dexterity, and some other ones I completely forgot about. Yeah, but you don't get to upgrade those specifically. It's only your skill points that you get to upgrade. Yeah, but you spend your skill points to upgrade strength, dexterity, and then you buy other things. But like, so you may want to pull this up, but if you're listening, this game has like one of the biggest skill trees I've ever seen. So it's not. Dear God, it's so massive. (laughs) Yeah, that's an understatement, I would say. So wait a minute. It's really cool, though, because depending on the class you pick, the map is the same for everyone, all the different classes. But depending on the class you pick, you start in a different location on the skill tree. And so if you're playing a warrior type, you're going to be closest to all the strength attributes and the things that would help that class. If you're an archer, you'd be closer to the dexterity attributes and all the things that would help that class. But if you wanted to have a warrior that can do some dex uh, stuff and have a little ranged power as well as being up close and personal, you can work your way around the skill tree to do that. So there's nothing off limits it just takes a while to get to where you want if it's outside of what that character would normally uh, do. Let, let's be fair. It's not just going to take some time. It's going to take forever. I When we say that the skill tree is massive, it has by far blown anything out of it, everything out of the water that I've seen so far. If anybody's played Final Fantasy X, which I'm sure most, uh, well, several people have, imagine that grid quadruple the size of it and that's just starting to get in the ballpark of this uh, of this skill tree does anybody know what the uh, level cap for this game is okay i'm no looking either. online it looks like it's probably level 100 yeah I think so i don't know maybe you can't reach every point but i think 123 you could get just about oh, anywhere you want to go now is that the pc version or the xbox version that's 123 look let's not get into semantics here Oh, we got to get into semantics with this game because of the fact that there's so much difference between the two. <laughs> All right, so right here it says share the same selection of thirty of uh, one thousand three hundred and twenty five passive skills. Holy hell, that is huge! So, with a week of yeah. playing, we've barely scratched the surface of this game. So one of the things I do like about the game, though, is and something that kind of annoyed me a little bit about Diablo 3 is you weren't locked into really any of your decisions. Um, So like the games of this nature I played before being primarily on a console, uh, there was a series of games called Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, which were this Diablo style game. But any decision you made, you were kind of locked into it. And I know some people might not like that. They want to be uh, the ability to undo mistakes. But to me, it kind of took away from the development of the character. I like the idea of having to sacrifice when I made choices. In this game, when you go through your skill tree, you have to decide a direction you want to go. And there's going to be sacrifices on the way. So to me, it adds a lot of replay to have to go in to do that. Um, but then the other thing is your actual active skills 
uh, your like your casting and uh, things like that are dictated by gyms that you find. And each gym, uh, there's two types. Now, I haven't finished this game, so I'm not the most knowledgeable. But the two types of gyms I've found have been skill gyms, which give you like an attack uh, that does damage or you can self buff or something like that. And then there's something called support gems, which you would use to buff one of your active gems. And the way you do that is by socketing the, uh, these gems into your equipment that you find. And on top of that, to kind of add even more customizability is the gems are color coded and yeah, the slots like are also three colors. The sockets it? also connect. Yeah. I think it's just red, green and blue, but the, um, the sockets also connect. So you might say, Oh, this, this armor gives me more protection, but it has the slots I need to use the gems that will give me better output. So there's just a lot of decision-making that goes into everything you do with the characters. Um, well, and then, yeah, that, then you also come on, you come onto the fact that like, even if you, so you can find the exact same armor, like with the same stats on it and it has the same number of slots, but some of those slots might be connected as well. So then you can use, okay, I want to put a, an active ability in one of those. And then I can use a support gym to buff that, to buff that ability. Um, and that, that's, that, that's where you start to get into a lot of the, the differentials in the items, you know, not only will they give you different effects as far as protection, attack power, attack speed, whatever. Um, but then you have to look at how, how do the, the slots, uh, help you with your, with your progression and your skills. Um, so, you know, I could find something that's really high power, but it's got no, it's got like one attachment slot in it, but then I could find something that's half the power, but then I can't, it has three connected slots where I can put whatever I want into it and I could buff the hell out of one ability. Yeah. Like for example, earlier when I was playing actually today, um, I had a gold colored, uh, bow drop for my Ranger only had one slot on it was everything else. All the stats were amazing, but my current bow on my Ranger has three slots for the gems colors that I have. And those gems like just make my Ranger just completely like unstoppable almost. So it's like, it was that toss up of, do I want this quote unquote better bow with better stats and all that? Or do I want the bow with the three gem slots that allow me to have these three abilities that make me stronger? So the other thing is just look the game graphically just kind of it's hard to talk about this game and not compare it to Diablo. Um, then compare it to Baldur's to Gate 3. Well, Baldur's Gate is older and probably very few people have played it uh, since then because that's PlayStation 2 Xbox era. If you do find a copy, it's a really great game, but um, uh, specifically Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, because Baldur's Gate is another series that's on PC that's, that's totally different. That one on PC. Yeah, that's more, that's less action RPG and more uh, computer CRPG. But um, the main thing, like you look at the graphics, these graphics are more gritty than. Uh, 
Diablo is. Diablo kind of has a certainly not cartoonish, but the edges are softer is the only way I can really explain it is this game tends to go for more of a realistic approach uh, where is if you look at the character models on Diablo, things are a little more cartoonish. Like there's no other way for me to explain it. The other thing is the, the combat between the two. Uh, There are times where I'm playing Diablo and I'm not even really paying attention. I know which skills I have tied to what, and I'm just doing that. I can kind of look down at something else or half the time I'm just looking at my health bar and making sure I don't need to use a potion or whatever. And I'm not actually looking at the action on screen. Um, there's some of that in this, um, but largely you have to be more conscious of what's going on uh, using your, your potions. So that's the other thing that's really different is I've seen a couple different ways that healing works in these games. So on Diablo three, your potion is on a cooldown. So, Oh, I need health. You tap your potion. Then it's on a cooldown. You can't use it till it, it, you know, cools down. And then on a game like torchlight, which is another one I really like you, your potions, you just have a number of potions and you can use as many as you want in a given period of time, but you have to purchase more or find more. This game takes a completely different approach to mana and uh, health potions where you find these vials uh, while you're playing the game. And when you go back to the hub world, they all fill back up and they also refill as you are performing combat. And I really like this because it makes it feel more balanced. It's not like in Torchlight where you're like, oh, all I have to do is just spend a ton of money on potions and I'll never die. And so the potions in this game, like the healing and the mana potions work totally different than other uh, games. So in a game like Diablo three, you have one potion and it's on cooldown. So when you use it, you have to wait for it to cool down before you can use it again or a game like uh torchlight, which I also really like you just have, potions in your inventory and you can carry tons of them. Uh, this actually uses something different where you have these vials that you find that you pick up and equip. And those vials, when you go back to the home base, they all fill up. And then when you're out in the, in the field slaying monsters, you use them accordingly. And the thing about this is you have six slots for these and you can kind of tweak them however you want. So if you're a more ranged, uh, mage if you need lots of mana potions you can carry two health and four mana and they come in different sizes and they also have other potions that have other effects uh so i really like the potion system so there's a lot of things that even though it's in this well tread genre there are a lot of things that it does completely different from anything else i've seen before and i think the game benefits from it well, that and you mentioned the vial system. It's so you can find small, medium, large, extra large. Uh, they still take up the same number of slots, but there again, you may have to. You may find something that you know. Oh, I found a small vial, but it gives me a boost in like how much it heals me, or how much more mana it gives me, how fast it regenerates, or something along those lines. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's very unique in the way that, uh, you actually use these health potions, mana potions, 
um, to incorporate into your style of gameplay, which I agree is, is very unique because Diablo was just like, okay, I hit, I hit the button once and all right, I just better hope I don't die before my cooldown goes off or before my cooldown comes back. Um, this one, you can use it as long as you, as long as you still have something in your vials, you can keep using it. And you're yeah. going to need it, especially on the harder difficulties. <laughs> I think I've noticed too that if you are in like a big fight, you use a lot of potions or whatever. As soon as that fight is over, I think they refill, don't they? No, they refill while you're fighting. So if you're in a big fight and you're crushing lots of monsters, your vials are refilling. Okay, uh, so it's like so, and we haven't made it their life deep into the game in your own. Essentially. Uh, and we haven't made it that deep into the game, but from my understanding, the game does get much more difficult and there is a lot more resource management. Uh, and one of the things I do like, too, is that the classes play different. You know, I played an archer and I played a warrior. And while it's true that that's the same in other games, but it, to me, it just feels like that difference between the classes is even greater in, in this game. Um because of the gym system and because the way the, the vial system works, you're going to play completely different. Whereas on other games like Diablo, they, it feels the same to me, no matter what character I'm really playing. Uh, the only difference is whether they're ranged or up close. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, here's the time to rewind and play the drinking game. Every time Jeff says Diablo, you take a shot. <laughs> don't do that to people it's gonna be a bad this. time I... for anybody involved <laughs> oh right yeah, i wouldn't do it yeah that would probably be a bad idea <laughs> did you say diablo it's... again oh no 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 that my my dog diablo, was in, diablo, his name diablo. Is diablo. um <laughs> there's four shots right all right there. Anyway, so uh let's talk um, about what uh pain gets you um from what i saw it looks like it's all cosmetic so no, so their microtransaction system is really great, even though it's not all cosmetic, because there is a ton of cosmetics. Most okay. of them are cosmetics. Uh, the other thing that you buy, so if you're familiar with games of this nature, there's a stash. And a stash is where you save all the equipment you find over all your different characters. So if you you find a really awesome bow, but you're playing as a warrior, you take that bow and you put it in your stash switch to your, your archer, pull the bot and use it. Uh, That's something so Torchlight you did can, as well. And I love that about that. And, and Diablo does it too. Diablo as well. Don't take a shot. Uh, <laughs> what they do in this game though, That's it's one of the microtransactions. Yeah. One of the microtransactions is buying space in the stash. Ah. Why I like this is because it's not pay to win. You're not doing anything, uh, it's really convenience. You're kind of paying for convenience, but in a game to get to the point where you need that stash space, you've already dumped a ton of hours into the game. And I think that's really generous because it, it's something that's held back, but the only people who are going to need it are people who are playing so much of the game where they probably should be supporting it in a financial way anyway. So I really like that. The cosmetics are fine. You know, if that's something you want, uh, I think their microtransactions are great, but you get no real benefit from them um, other than convenience. 
if you grind a lot and you get a lot of equipment and you want somewhere to store it, you're going to chip in a couple bucks. Yeah, and I think uh, just starting out without purchasing the expansion of that, you get like I think four or six tabs of uh, your yeah. There's stash plenty chest. of stash space there. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like you're one thing we we'll want to mention while we're on it, uh, but there's a ton of stash space, and it's going to take you a while to get where you really have a ton of high level equipment you want to keep where you're going to need to buy some additional tabs. Well, and, and this is like for, this is like for super late game too. This isn't just like, Oh, yeah, let me jump gonna be, in and I'm going to yeah. pick up everything I find and keep it. Well, no, you're, you're going to want to wait until you like get close to end game and you find something really good. Yeah. If you keep everything you find, you're going to fill up your stashes with just garbage. Um, because, that's the other thing. So the inventory is a big part of this. You don't have a lot of inventory space. It's sort of a Tetris style inventory where you have to move things around based on their size. So sometimes you'll have enough space to pick something up, but you won't have your your uh, inventory organized in a way where you can actually pick it up. So you have to go in and move things around. That can be kind of annoying, frankly. It, it, especially now, when things are the same goes. You. The same is true for your stash as well. So... So can, um, I, can I point something out on that fact? I, the one thing that really bugs me about the inventory is that, yes, it, uh, it, it you know, you can move it around and make it real neat and try to get as close as you can. The one thing that bugged me is that you can't rotate the items. So it, there's a very similar system in yeah. Resident Evil 4 where you basically have a stash case and everything takes up a certain number of blocks, but you can rotate the items and you can make everything fit in there. Perfect. Um, you can't do that in this game. Everything's vert. All the weapons and shields are vertical or they're blocks and you can't rotate them. So you're going to end up finding things that are like really massive. that just take up a bunch of inventory slots. And then you have like a bunch of small spaces in between those <laughs> you can't fill them in and that except for yeah, and you're gonna somebody that's a perfectionist like me that really just it it, it irks me <laughs> yeah you know what irks me is uh i i got a tetracize in mine and my whole inventory dumped wow <laughs> that was a tetris pun it yes, took it me was. a second to but, realize um, what you were talking about but let's, um, I, I will point out the fact Tom, that feel free to edit that out if you want. I mean, <laughs> no, um, no, no, no. Let's leave this in because I want everyone to know how bad Scott's puns are. Oh, you just oh, wait. They're not that bad. You wait. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, I've seen worse. your puns. It's, it's bad. They're incredible. Um, anyway, so that inventory is so limited that while you're out in the field, if you pick up everything, you're going to run out of room like right away. The other thing is, is selling stuff in this game kind of isn't that big of a deal. There isn't a lot of economy as far as money because there is no gold. Uh, when you sell things, you generally get um, scrolls of wisdom back and other consumables that you would use to identify equipment, buff equipment. You don't really get coins. It's a trading system. So when you go to the store to buy something from someone, you'll say, I want that bow. And then you have to put equipment in to counter that cost and make a trade to the, buy the equipment you want, which is now, unique too. On that note, there is a trading system as well. Um, it doesn't seem very prevalent in Xbox because I don't think there's a whole lot of people actually playing that are actually trading stuff. 
But on the PC, from what I gathered, there's a huge trading economy. Like some of the highest level tier stuff is just like, you know, they trade. I, I'm not even sure what the actual um, currency is when you get to that point. But it's like, I mean, it's uh, the only thing I could equate it to would be the auction houses and World of Warcraft. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about that to really comment, but. Well, I mean, if it, if it's on that large of a scale, I mean that that you're talking about massive. Yeah, it's all trades, which I thought is just kind of cool because you know it's different. Um, let's talk about the replayability on this. Okay, uh, there it's is it's enormous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, was it there are six classes right now, or is it six or eight? Mm-hmm. I, th- I, think I think it's, it's eight. Is it? Is it yeah. six? Okay. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, I yeah, can I'm pull the game either. up real quick if we want. Yeah. Well, while you do that, so there's all the classes, and then they do seasons where so one of the things the first things you'll see, and this kind of threw us for a loop when we we're trying to play together, is when you first create your character, you're gonna put them in a league. And I'm not completely sure on what the leagues are, other than there's a hardcore league. Where as soon as that character dies, you lose everything. You don't lose them. No, you don't. Really? What it does is okay. it moves them to the standard league. Oh. So everybody in the hardcore one, those characters haven't even had one death. And but once it dies, it moves it over to the standard league. So you get to keep all that progress. But if you want to be on the hardcore league, you got to start a new character. So, uh, and like then there's other leagues characters. that I'm not completely clear. Yeah, there yeah there's other leagues that I'm not completely clear on. See, and I don't know if I like that or not. Um, I mean, I, I again, I'm I'm not a huge Diablo fan, but I did like the fact that you know if you pick hardcore mode, that and and granted, this mode will make you think and be a little bit more wary of when you jump into battles and what you fight. But in uh, games such as Diablo, Van Helsing, or uh, anything like that where there's a hardcore mode, if you die with that character, it's gone. You lose all that equipment, you lose all that progress, you lose all the levels that you grinded for. And I kind of like that aspect of it just for the simple fact of it really makes you think when you're taking on a battle. Um, So just so just just because I mean, again, you're gonna get demoted down to a league, and um, is, is the hardcore mode does that give you more? Like, does it give you higher tier loot and harder enemies? I'm assuming that so because if not, there wouldn't be a point in doing it. I I don't know. It's probably just bragging rights, rights like in Halo, or not <laughs> Halo. Why do I have Halo on the brain? Like in Diablo. Man, you are in the complete wrong game, sir. I'm tired. <laughs> Let me tell you. You're not even the right we're genre. We're recording later than we usually do. I'm half asleep, and you got me talking about Halo. I, uh, Nobody got you talking about Halo. You got yourself talking about Halo. I know. <laughs> it's my own fault. Someone else say something. I take no fault okay, for this. So there are six classes that you can play as, so that aspect of the replayability is quite vast, um, especially considering all the skill trees that you could take, um, how, I honestly, I don't even know how long this game is. Um, however, um, doing a little bit of research, I noticed that the Xbox version of Path of Exile 
does not have any of the expansions that the PC version has, which if I remember correctly, the PC version actually has had eight expansions so far. So they've got all that extra gameplay on top of what they originally had. Well, these games, I mean, they're at home on PCs. I mean... Yeah, well, I mean, it's the point and click. Those of us that play them on console, we're just not as hardcore about this genre. Yeah, and I mean, it, it took them to what? So the, Diablo the, the people who take it seriously really one? and are going to... Yeah. The other thing is, I don't know how well this game is doing for them on consoles. Like, if, if it's something like... Because they put it on an Xbox... And then we're not seeing these expansions. I imagine if it was doing gangbusters, we would see that stuff. But uh, I, I bet it's probably not doing that well on Xbox. Well, like I don't think it's doing as well base. as PC, but it's got to be doing well no, enough that they're not. actually going to put it on PS4 as well. Well, and they could see that as a different player base, though. So True. the player base for the PS4 is completely different. It'd be like... Uh, PS4 is more known for those single player experiences, whereas Xbox tends to almost be like the bro consoles where the sports gamers and the first person shooter gamers go um, just in general. I mean, that doesn't obviously include everyone, but there is a different clientele on PS4 and it has a larger install base. There's more consoles. So, well, and I'm wondering if also the, um, you know, they would get a higher market value out of the out of the consoles if they would have made this cross platform. Which I know cross platform is probably a huge. I'm not a game developer, but I'm a, just by a, a quick guess. I would imagine that uh, cross platforming is a, a very huge undertaking. But I would wonder if they would cross platform this as if they would get a, a better result out of it because you know there's a lot of games where I have people who play PC or they play PS4. Um, but I can't game with them. You know, we can talk about the games, but we can't actually play them together. I wonder if they would do like a, a cross platform on this as if they would get a better result out of the consoles. Well, you know, cross platforming is very new. Yeah. And with this style of game, Sorry, it's kind of like, no, you're good with this style of game, specifically with the PS or not the PlayStation. I mean, you could cross platform with console to console, I would imagine that'd be pretty easy, but similar to like your first person shooters, there is an advantage to playing on PC with like your casting. So like one of the, the gyms I have on one of the characters actually drops these turrets. And if you're on PC, you can place those very precisely where on console, you just kind of have to get lucky. And uh, that's called get good, I think Jeff. That, that's called get good. No, it's not called get good, Jeff. It's called the limitations of being on a controller compared to a mouse. You can be very accurate with your mouse clicks, but you just like what will happen is, is when you rotate your right stick, it will highlight one of the characters or one of the, the enemies. And then you cast and it'll drop the totem there. So you, you, you have to put it either around yourself or the enemies. You don't have any real strategic placement. And you just kind of get lucky sometimes. All right. Well, how would we rate this game? Remember, the rating is going to be a personal rating, how you feel it rates for you. So who's going first? You just I guess I will because no no one spoke (laughs) up. Um, I'm going to give it three stars. And the only reason I'm going to give it three stars is 
Um, I'm not huge into these games. Like I, I, I played Diablo three first with Jeff and then we got into path of exiles for a little bit. Um, for me, the, yes, seeing all the new enemies and getting all the new abilities and, you know, all the customization, it's awesome. It's cool. Um, but I do get burn on burn out on that very quickly. Um, you know, the, the gameplay is very much, you know, explore the area, do some side quests, do the main quest, find enemies, beat up the enemies, use your abilities, heal up, use your abilities, heal up, use your abilities. Okay. The enemy's dead. Um, now granted it is fun. It, I, I did have a lot of enjoyment out of this for a while, but do I see myself playing this for hundreds of hours? No, I don't. All right. Um, I'm going to give it six half stars. One of these days that joke's going to get old. <laughs> I think it's already getting old and it's only the third episode. Oh, darn. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll have to find new jokes. Now I'm going to give it three stars because, um, I enjoy the gameplay. Um, but it is very grindy. Um, but there's really a rich story in this game. Um, if you actually listen to what the NPCs are telling you for your each quest and all that. So there's a lot of gameplay, a lot, not gameplay, sorry. There's a lot of story in this game. And it seems that this game is long enough that you're going to get a rich experience not to mention there's a lot of replayability because of the amount of characters there are. So for me, it's going to be three stars for this game. So unlike you two, I don't divide whether I give it a thumbs up or seal of approval or my, my score because I, I can't separate the two. Uh, I, I'm going to give this game four stars because I didn't talk during your review did i <laughs> well you're not me now are you jeff Thank please continue maker. oh i wake up every morning and i say oh father in heaven i thank you i'm not like cody <laughs> what a great wow, day this ouch. is go for the jugular <laughs> all right now back to my review uh, 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 now i will say as much as I kind of talked about the things I like about this game more than Diablo, I've played a whole heck of a lot more Diablo. And I think that's mostly because my friends play Diablo and they like it more. And I think it's more accessible and it's because it's blizzard. It's clean. It runs great. The edges are all smoothed out. Uh, whereas this is kind of a little bit more, uh, you know, not as polished. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's okay. Uh, and it's still really fun. And I think for the price and how generous they are with the microtransactions, there's no reason not to go in. It's, you get a ton of replay value. If you never spend a dime, it's going to be a hundred hours before you actually feel any kind of pressure to do so. Uh, it's, I'm I'm surprised they make money with the way their microtransactions work. It's a great game. Um, I so do want to say on star that rating note. on that. Oh yeah, well, he said four, four. stars. Okay, four. sorry, I, I missed so, that part. I just kind of tune Jeff fine. out every once in a while. 
<laughs> so I want I do want to say though, however, I know we are all based on the free to play games and it's about what you're going to get out of the game for playing it for free without, you know, doing any of the microtransactions. I do want to say that if you do pick up any of the games that we review, if you enjoy the game, buy something within the game, support the devs that way they can continue to make the game and the game will continue to be there for you to continue to play. Um, but that being said, um, I want to say the Xbox version of this, I don't give my seal of approval. The PC version, I do give it. Well, I already said this gets a thumbs up for me I, because there aren't that many action RPGs of this nature on consoles. It's really Diablo and this. And if Diablo, you've played it to where you're sick of it, you have this alternative, or maybe you're not a fan, you have this alternative. And it reminds me closer to the experiences I had playing Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance than Diablo does. Um, so it's a very different game. And even with the differences between the PC and this aside, I think give it a whirl. It's good. Cody? Yeah, and I, you know what? I'm going to give him my seal of approval um, just for the fact that, you know, I jumped in head first with Diablo, and I did enjoy Diablo for a really long time. Um, I, I didn't get quite get 100 hours out of it, but I did get an extensive amount of playtime out of it, and I spent, I think it was 40 bucks on the game. Um, if you've ever been interested in getting into this type of game or wondering if you would be interested in it, you know, free to play. Heck yeah. Give it a shot. See if you like it. Um, and you know, that it could be a starting off point of where you want, if you enjoy action RPGs of this nature, um, I will say it's very grindy. Uh, to me, it gets very repetitive. And again, I do enjoy it for a while. It gets boring to me, but a lot of people yeah. really, really enjoy this game and people love that grind and finding new equipment. Um, but like I said, and I think it's if, the you wanna, if you want to look though. at it, yeah, it is the nature of the genre. Um, it's it's just it's what the game's about. It's always just trying to find that next big item and and just becoming completely overpowered, where you can run through everything by yourself. Um, but again, it's free to play. If you've ever wondered or even curious if you'd be interested in this game, give it a shot. It's free and it's it's a very complex system and you're going to get a ton of playtime out of it if you do end up enjoying it. All right. So this game is budget arcade approved. Um, so next week we are going to be jumping back into the realm of battle Royales. So dive in with us. No, when we go to we're play gonna be royally, realm Royale. We're going to be royally jumping back into the realm of battle Royales. <laughs> I, um, you gotta go. You gotta so commit. So it's just a bad time you, to say that just because man. of these puns that I'm quitting the podcast. You have to commit to the pun. <laughs> no, I you're locked in. Sorry, Cody. God dang it! All right. Damn. Well, yeah, we'll be doing Realm Royale. I will speak in normal terms for everybody else. Speaking of locked in, did you get did you get your Twitter account? No, God dang it! I didn't do it. Blood Biscuits will be online yeah. before next week's episode, I promise. It's available right now. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, Butt Biscuits, or at Butt Biscuits. Nobody take it. 
Nobody take it. It's Cody's. <laughs> Trust me, I don't. I, I don't think I, we have enough people that are. We don't have enough people listening that are going to troll me that hard. If I we do, if we do, I will tip my hat taken. to you, sir. Did you say butt biscuit is taken? But butt biscuits is yes. It? One one singular butt biscuit is taken, but multiple butt butt biscuits are available. I'm a big dude, so <laughs> butt biscuits is much more along the lines of uh, of what I would need. Very got yeah. Gotta get the biscuits. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't even know what I'm talking about uh, at this point. Anyway, take us home, Scott. Yeah, we want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you have a game you'd like us to play and rate, you can email us at budget arcade or sorry, budget.arcade at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at arcade budget. From there, you can join our Discord. Um, we also are on Facebook. <laughs> We're also on Facebook as well. Um, and you can follow us on any of the major podcasting apps except for iTunes. They fuck. <coughs> Excuse Woo-hoo! me. Um, At this and you point, can also follow us on YouTube. Um, I forgot where I'm I was. also on Twitter at jqueasy j q u e a s y, and I'm on Twitter as well at ace matrix zero. The zero is the, the number not spelled out. And I will and. very soon be on Twitter at butt biscuits. <laughs> you have Do no idea tonight. how much joy that brings me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Shout out to the Special thanks Scott. to Level Up Your Podcast there for you editing. Um, if you're boy, interested in making you. your own video game based podcast, you can sign up for their free email course at levelupyourpodcast.com. Music is by Stemage, and you can download his music at metroidmetal.com. Yeah. Thank you for oh, listening. Don't talk over the plugs. Gosh, oh, for not. real, dude. Oh, look, man, this is my first time doing a podcast. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm going with flow. <laughs> I'm just saying stuff. Well, until next week, game on. Have you ever listened to your favorite video game podcast and thought, hey, I could do that, but you just weren't sure how to turn your idea into reality? Head to levelupyourpodcast.com and sign up for a free course. Level Up Your Podcast has top-notch editing and production for your up-and-coming gaming or hobby podcast. They also offer marketing support and have transparent pricing when you're ready to grow. Find them at levelupyourpodcast.com. And mention Budget Arcade to get $10 off your first month of editing. Let the team at Level Up Your Podcast be your player, too.